Welcome to Legacy Game Changers, where our mission is to help you save, make, and grow your income. I'm your host, Zanetta Rogers, accountant, tax preparer, certified money coach, insurance agent, and travel agent. My guest today is Gregory Holmes. Dr. Gregory and I will be discussing critical race theory. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gregory. Uh, thank you, uh, Zanetta, and thank you for having me. Can you start off by giving everyone a little bit of your background? Okay, great. I've been an educator in the Maryland and Virginia area, excuse me, Maryland and Washington area for over 30 years. I earned my bachelor's degree and master's degree from two prominent historically black colleges, along with attending Johns Hopkins University, where I eventually uh, earned my doctorate at Morgan State University. Right. So what is critical race theory? That's a very good question, Zanetta. Uh, historically, critical race theory would be an attempt to make sure that all of the information that's being presented in colleges, universities, public schools, private schools, and even uh, in lecture series and things of that nature, making sure that it has a historical context and is as appropriate and connected to its historical placement as possible. In short, the purpose of critical race theory is to make sure that there is tremendous authenticity in what is being taught, not only here in America, but throughout the world. And in particular, the term critical race theory, there is, of course, an association with whatever happens with a particular race or ethnicity, wherever it occurs. So when we say critical race theory, some associated with black and African-American issues. However, critical race theory, the term race, can be denoted to describe any particular group at any particular time. But in short, critical race theory is designed to make sure that the truth is taught despite how and whom it may offend. So why is it so controversial? Well, I just mentioned that term offend. There have been movements now to sort of soften the image of America soften the image of certain uh, religious as well as uh, political groups. And to soften that, sometimes you have to make sure that maybe the truth is not told as it exactly occurred to help people to have a better image of what may have occurred in a previous era, a previous decade, including wars and things of this nature. So to make life, uh, to make the image of certain groups seem a little softer may also help the acceptance of those groups despite the actual occurrence of what happened in the historical time and time sequence. So can you give me some examples about public education that CRT is fighting to stop? Well, that's a good uh, point, and I'll just start with, uh, I'll just begin with perhaps the book ban. Uh, I said burnings, but I should say banning. Uh, many of the books that some of us consider the classics at one point, To Kill a Mockingbird, um, I want to go over a good list, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, well, we'll start right there. Uh, that was a very interesting book itself, and I'm sure many of our, your viewers may have at least read it or are familiar with it. Uh, well, they want to ban that book simply because of its connection to racial uh, indignance, 
in, in, uh, indecencies that were once displayed prominently here in America. Of course, we know uh, the backdrop for To Kill a Mockingbird was the Southern American, the uh, Southern portion of North America, and during a particular era in time in which blacks weren't received very well, nor were able to defend themselves in courts, were able to navigate what we call the uh, post-slavery era. Well, that particular book showed some very uh, truthful but bad sides about how whites re reacted to black people sort of taking a uh, a, a greater interest in their own definition and own growth and determination. So that book was taken is being banned. Uh, many of the books written by Toni Morrison, uh, many of the books that came out of the Harlem Renaissance, they're being actively banned in many curriculums throughout America simply because they're showing aspects of American life that many contemporaries of this period of time don't want that shown. And how does it relate to um, gender-wise, the CRT relates to gender-wise? Well, uh, again, I'm going to say something to you, and it, I don't want to alarm any of your viewers or listeners, but let's just say, for example, Zanetta, you as a woman would have a child, and you're married to a man, and that at one point was considered the regular conventional family. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, the backlash or those who are opponents of critical race theory now want to say no longer is it a man and a woman and a child that make up a nuclear or traditional family. They want to say now the child can still remain as a child, but now that child has to turn to his father and say, excuse me, non-birth parent, would you please escort me to the non-birth parent and son? baseball game, and then he would also turn to his mother and say, excuse me, birth parent, would you please allow me to have permission to date another, yeah, see, no longer is it going to be man and woman or father and mother, but it's going to be non-birth parent and birth parent. Somewhat confusing, but nevertheless, that is not the traditional approach for learning, not the traditional approach for education. However, these are one of the several attempts to soften America in one end, but also obliterate certain traditions which were considered commonplace at one point in this society. Yeah, so what about the rewriting of history? Well, uh, I, you know, I, I would love to maybe come back again and talk a little, boy, little <laughs> more extensively about that. But for right now, just imagine this, Zanetta. You and I know and perhaps are familiar, just as some of your listeners, with many of the classics when it came to dis depicting the experience of slavery on the silver screen, most notably Roots. Are you familiar with that? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, and it was a television series produced by uh, the American broad Broadcast uh, Company uh, back in the 70s. Well, now... As a backlash to critical race theory, which would promote something like Roots being shown not only in movies and theaters, but being used as an educational component within uh, school systems, urban, rural, and suburban. Now, instead of calling the 
persons who were kidnapped and taken from Africa, brought here and made to work, they were called slaves. Is that correct? Yes. Well, now the the opponents of critical race theory, those who are against the teaching and authenticity of what is being presented at one point here in America, now they want to call those slaves workers. Yeah. Now, can you imagine that now? All the could you imagine all the uh, historical aspects of the brutality? the lynchings and all the other things, castrations, and definitely the beatings that occurred to these slaves. Now they want to say that they were workers. Well, would you really imagine in your mind someone would beat a worker? Well, Rape that they, worker's if I, wife? If they got free labor. How do you want to be a worker? That was free labor. Right. And so... That's another attempt at the backlash to critical race theory saying, well, critical race theory wants to promote the idea that, yes, black people here in America were once slaves, but we don't want to call them slaves. We want to call them workers. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more information on critical race theory. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. And we're back with more Dr. Gregory. Um, my question is, what is the sweeping reforms in the school's curriculum now? Okay, very good question, uh, Zanetta. Beyond the school, school system's banning of books and the intentional and deliberate removal of historical information from what is being taught to our young people, there's also attempts to censor professors, teachers, school administrators throughout America, most notably at the college and high school levels. Uh, this idea that, <laughs> wow, this idea that the traditional concept of what went on in, for example, the development of America, how America became 50 states. Well, there's this idea that, well, maybe the Native Americans weren't as brutalized as it was once depicted. So now the attempt in the curriculums is to show where treaties were not only developed between America and the military, but they were also adhered to. And the Native Americans are being portrayed as most willing to give up the land that they once owned. So now how are you going to explain at one point in North America alone, there were over 100 million different tribes of members of different tribes of Native Americans here in America. Now they uh, perhaps about 3 million left. 
How can you explain the loss of those people during the time as America began to expand from the original 13 colonies to the 50 states? Something had to be obliterated in order to be able to explain that in a very soft and gentle way. So the post-racial society, does it really exist? Well, I know we're about to wrap up, uh, Zanetta, but I'll say this. In short, the move toward, and again, this is another attempt to make America seem very nice and acceptable, the attempt to the to display America in a post-racial circumstance, one is to display many of the so-called taboos that once occurred here in America and people were killed, ostracized, and isolated because of. For example, now you're beginning to see black men and white women on television commercials living as a nuclear family, having children, doing well. You're also beginning to see the acceptance of Native Americans in what is considered mainstream society. Well, they're showing these things, but right now, there are still fights going on for land rights. There are still fights going on, most notably in, our, in, many, African, in many African American communities, this discussion on reparations, equal wages, equal access, equal health care. So if we say it's a post-racial society, Post-racial should also mean that the struggles that many of the black people that are going have to endure, many of the Native Americans and even certainly the Mexicans, many of these things that they are at one point lauded for because they have to fight for their rights. If we're in a post-racial society, there wouldn't be any need for reparations because blacks would be well compensated for anything they need to develop their own destiny and have a complete and loving opportunity here in America, but we don't see that. So post-racial America is more a term than it is an actuality. I was, the other day I was watching the, um, the Godfather of Harlem, which, you know, the click, but um, was talking about Malcolm X, and those people were still trying to fight for their voters' rights. And, and I, it looks like they get ready to try to turn it back so that we can't vote again. So it's like we, we're not, we're going backwards instead of going forward in this society. What do you think? Well, if we make critical race theory and many of the uh, opposers of critical race theory, the actual measurement for gains and losses I think critical race theory is doing more to expose the actual conditions of America. I'm not going to say white America or black America. I'm just going to say America itself. Because when you have indignities, when you have injustices that go on, as we say, right under your very nose, and very little attention is given to it, that means a segment of America is being denied justice. So we are either going to have to say we're truly Americans or they have to accept the fact that not only is this not a post-racial society, but it has actually gone backwards in many cases since the slavery era has so-called ended. Yeah, I agree. So I always ask everybody this question. What does leaving a legacy mean to you? Leaving a legacy, of course, and, and, and you and I, we have discussed uh, this concept of wealth and the distribution of wealth uh, to some extent. I think leaving a legacy 
not only means that someone will know who their great-grandfather, great-grandmother, great-great-great-grandfather, great-great-grandmother was or is. Those things are good from a historical standpoint. But a leaving a legacy means that whatever struggles that their great-great-grandfather, the grandmother, the grandfather, the mother, those struggles that they endured are now being obliterated because they have the wherewithal, the means, the intelligence, and definitely the resources to make it even easier for next generations so that they can face a new set of challenges that will help them to set a legacy for the children that will follow them. That's great. So how can my audience reach you if they need more information? Well, I'll give you my email address. I think that would be a good start. And that would be Dr. G. Holmes at gmail.com. And I certainly would welcome any comments and suggestions from your listening audience. Yes. Well, I guess we're going to have to do a follow-up on this one because this has been so great. And I really appreciate you being on my show. Sure, and I look forward, if there's any opportunity to return, um, we can certainly schedule to have me a real, uh, uh, return on your show. Right. This has been Legacy Game Changers. You can reach me at www.sonetta.com or email me at legacygamechangers at gmail.com or call me at 443-906-3882. Have a blessed day.